Uh, Rabbi Kenneth Brander is with us live via telephone. Aside from being an amazing friend of this show and somebody I know for quite a long time, uh, he is the Vice President of University and Community Life up at Yeshiva University. He, as usual during the summer, has again supervised, whether on the spot or from afar, an amazing group of students in a counterpoint program in an area of Israel that when you hear where they were, you'll understand the challenges that they had this summer. The program, in fact, ended last night, and we'll get to hear about that here this morning at JM in the AM. Rabbi Brander, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you uh, in person or telephonically. I, I appreciate that. It, it is always uh, a highlight of the summer when Yeshiva University students take off from the United States and head to Israel, including areas like Demona, which you've described to us in the past, and they always have an incredible effect on the community. But this summer, you'd have to admit, was a little bit more challenging, right? Yes. Um, this summer, uh, as we have for the past uh, nine years, we spent time in Kiryat Gat, Kiryat Malachi, and Arad and Demona. And normally, uh, we're welcomed uh, with wonderful uh, students, wonderful teens, around 300 of them, we're welcomed by uh, social workers and by mayors. This year, we happen to be welcomed by all of them, plus uh, missiles on a uh, regular basis. Had so a feel- it was a little bit more challenging. <laughs> Had a feeling you were going to say that. And for those who don't know the geography, if they look up any of the areas you just said, they'll realize that every one of those communities is under rocket fire for the last few weeks. Correct. Uh, Demona and Arad have been under uh, serious w- rocket fire. Kiryat Gat, Kiryat Malachi became actually a little too dangerous, so we had to reorganize the programs um, to the point where one of the missiles landed um, around a kilometer away from where our students were staying. So the Army actually, and uh, what's called Pikud, Pikuda Oref, which is the like Homeland Security, right. uh, informed us that they were canceling all summer camps, but they actually made an interesting comment that they were canceling uh, the Yeshiva University camp first. And when we asked them why, they said, well, you only work with teens at risk, which means for the most part, either these teens only have one parent or no parents, and they definitely don't have cars. So they're walking an hour or so every single day to and from camp, and that's simply too dangerous uh, to allow uh, the teens to be exposed. Unbelievable. So, uh, Kirat Gad, Kirat Malachi got shortened, got abbreviated, but we actually ran camp for them actually yesterday in Jerusalem. Uh, so, uh, you know, before we talk about the, to talk more about this, this challenge and how your students reacted, because obviously the students that they were dealing with I'm sure have been under rocket fire before. Many of the YU students had not been under rocket fire before. But first, could you remind our audience how even in a short period of time, just these couple of weeks during the summer, how your uh, staff and volunteers and the students have an amazing effect on the youngsters in those communities? Sure. Um, Over the past nine years, we've been running a program with the municipalities, with the social workers, with the departments of education of all of these particularly uh, neighborhoods or towns within the south. We've picked the south because those are the development towns. Uh, For some of your listeners that may not know what that means, it means they are towns that the government has acknowledged are towns in which there is an extreme challenge of poverty and an extreme challenge of getting young people out of a cycle of poverty 
so they can graduate at least high school. And we decided that would be the focus of Yeshiva University's work, of our students' work. And they have run uh, studies on how we're doing uh, because they contribute to this process. Right. We don't just come in there and pay for the whole thing. The, the towns, the cities, um, the municipalities all contribute. And every external evaluation, that means evaluation is not done by the towns or by Yeshiva University, but hired external evaluators have shown that the students who go on our programs, the teens at risk from the, from the, from the uh, communities in the South, have grown in their self-esteem and have grown in their interest in graduating high school uh, because they see our students. The dress is, is slightly different, but, you know, they're Orthodox kids who dress in a modern fashion, are, are students. They realize that they know similar music, but they see that our students um, have aspirations. And they realize that they also can have aspirations. It's amazing how it's amazing how they can become role models in such a short period of time. Right. Well, with all the various social media, um, you know, modalities, it, it, you know, between WhatsApp and Facebook, the relationship does not end after a month. It right. continues. Good point. So much so, Nachum, that the municipalities have asked us during the winter break to come back. And they have basically, I don't want to say suspended school because they haven't done that, but actually for the one week that the YU students are off during winter break, school changes and actually the YU students take over the schools in these various areas. So instead of working just with 300 uh, teens, we work with uh, six to 700 teens over that period of time because we basically take over the whole school for the entire week. How many, um, how many of your students were involved in this summer program collectively? Uh, uh, 30, 35 students. And uh, is there a waiting list every year? Does everybody want to go to there's always There's always a waiting list, and there's more and more towns that would love uh, Yeshiva University to work with them. We've gotten letters from the mayor of Beit Shan and a whole bunch of other cities, of um, you know, which are actually a little safer than the ones we've been going to. Um, but quite honestly, we we have to do this in a fiscally responsible way. Um, so we limit it based on the wonderful contributions that we receive uh, to run such programs. Yeah, you've mentioned on the air that as long as the funding is available, you'll expand the program to whatever degree you can. So, 100%. Yeah, if anyone wants to support a city, they can just send me an email. 100%. Um, and we would be more than willing to add because we have more and more students. Nachum, I have to tell you that the students, their biggest concern while having to uh, go into shelters, I would say around twice a day, was that we would pull them out of their cities uh, that they were doing so much heroic work in. And obviously, uh, in consultation with the Army, in consultation with Homeland Security here, uh, we were able to create a structure that was safe for them and that they were value-added uh, in the communities that they were playing such important roles in. Very nice. Rabbi Kenneth Brander is with us, Vice President of University and Community Life up at Yeshiva University. Kudos to the students, 30-plus who have now completed yet another a month-long program, a summer program in Israel to help communities and help children, especially those who might be from very difficult family situations. Seems they do a great job every single summer. So how the students do? I mean, as, as I alluded to earlier, a lot of them had never been. I'm talking about your students now. A lot of them never been under rocket fire and constantly running to shelters. Uh, how would you evaluate their performance in that way? Well, as you said, Nachum, there, there's very little rocket fire, thank God, in Teaneck or in the five towns. Right. There's other types of uh, challenges, but not those. <laughs> Correct. Um, and, 
but our students were just unbelievable. They were just, you know, listen, we made sure that uh, they were always, you know, safety was our primary concern. Of course. So, for example, there were no programs. We normally run some programs out in, like, fields, or we normally have a lot of trips. Right. All those had to change. Uh, every program was run, even the ones that were run in parks, were run 100 feet or so from bomb shelters that could uh, that could hold at least 150 people. Right. And you should be university in Israel because it has a program throughout the year for around 2,000 students that come for a year of study here. Um, we have a full-time security person. Um, that person uh, was involved with Stephanie Strauss, who runs Yeshiva University Israel, um, and making sure that all of our programs, whether it was the the summer camps or whether it was our students on uh, digs or the students working on nanotechnology here in Israel for the summer, that they were all safe and that we had uh, protocols. So we would receive from the Army on a regular basis, that means a few times a day, exactly how we should do things, and we we made changes all the time. So normally Friday night they would eat at people's homes in Demona and in Arad. This year we didn't let that happen for fear on the way back from uh, a person's home there would be an air raid siren uh, and they wouldn't know exactly where to go uh, because you don't have in Yerushalayim when the sirens uh, sound, you have a minute and a half. In, in Demona and Arad you have 30 seconds. Right. So we didn't want them to have to look for shelters while they're walking home. So we yeah. made changes as we went along, and obviously we, we were creative in the changes that we made. Um, and thank God, again, it seems that this was a wonderful program for the hundreds of, of teens we interacted with. And I have to tell you, as somebody who spent a lot of quality time with these our young YU students, this was, again, a uh, an example where the most important journey that they took was not to Israel, but really the journey of uh, their own self-discovery. Keep in mind, Nachum, that these students were here uh, during the loss of the three uh, of the three young teens. Um, they attended uh, at least one of the funerals. They had to deal with the fact um, of the you know of the murder of an Arab boy. They had to deal with the fact of uh, of the challenge of of seeing a war happen in front of their you know in front of their in front of their faces, uh, literally. It's very close to the border, these t- these towns. Um, but we, again, were able to create a safe and secure environment, at least in two of the towns, that we felt comfortable running the program until its end. Yeah, nobody would expect otherwise. My point is more that uh, I think a lot of the parents, uh, and I got kids in Israel this summer, so I could attest to this somewhat, and I've spoken to some of the leaders of their programs. I, I think some of the parents here would be amazed at how well the American yeshiva students adjust this type of situation. There is resilience. Often, often many think we have to bubble wrap our American children. I think uh, I think many have discovered that there is resilience and the capability to uh, to stand up to the pressure and deal with it in a uh, in an even keel manner. Let's put it that way. Um, and I'm sure in your programs. You know, the the heads of the programs have been in touch with you, the parents. Yeah, and of course. I made sure to communicate with the parents. Right. And I think, again, what you said is 100%. Right, 100%. We're learning a lot about our students, I think. We're learning a lot about our kids this summer, to say the least. Speaking of which, what's it like for the Brander family? Because uh, you, th- there's, there's at least one person in your family who decided to make a full commitment to the Israeli Defense Forces. That must make this summer one where you're, uh, I, I would assume, sleeping with at least one eye open every night. 
Um, yes, uh, you know, our son, uh, Yosef, after uh, studying here for a year and a half, uh, decided that he felt that, he, that it was his responsibility to serve to protect uh, the people of Israel. Um, and he told us um, that he wanted to join uh, the Army uh, as part of the Machal program, which is a 18-month um, program. He's in the Golani uh, unit, and he is actually a sharpshooter uh, in the unit. And Nachum, in our house, we had a law, we had a rule uh, that you could never bring in guns. So anyone who thinks that by not ha- by having a rule that you can't bring in guns <laughs> into your house, the kids are not going to want to play with them. Uh, well, I'm here to tell you that I have a 19-year-old who's now a sharpshooter. Um, and the other sharpshooter in the unit is also a kid who went to MTA with him, Rafi Wiesen, wow. uh, who's also on a leave of absence from Yeshiva University. Uh, to serve in Golani, and I, I worked it out that on his Golani base, there is at least a million of YU students who are on a leave of absence to serve in the Israeli army before beginning uh, before beginning university. So, uh, listen, we're proud and we're nervous concurrently. Um, and um, I can only imagine. Too, yeah, sorry. I can only imagine. It's see, when I was in Israel last week. It seemed like everybody I made contact with, casual people that I, you know, that I that I knew casually and and uh, and obviously friends. It seemed like everybody had somebody in their family, and in many cases, sons who were in Gaza or in the army or serving right. in the Golan. And it, it just it, it really hits home. I mean, it's uh, the, yeah. the, the commitment that they're making is remarkable. And you talk about that minion of students from Yeshiva University. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if even you, with all your uh, sermonic abilities, <laughs> is able to verbalize where it comes from and, and, and what type of commitment it is. I have trouble putting it into words, how this next generation of yeshiva students in our area are making such an amazing commitment to the Jewish people. It, it, I think you're 100% right. I mean, we drove our son back to his base, and, you know, you, you're prepared you know, to use your Hebrew to speak to the people who are the guards in front, and all of a sudden, as you get to the guard base, a kid, you know, who's opening the door for you in, you know, in full uniform, says, hi, Rabbi Brander, how oh. are you, in oh, perfect English, God. and you realize he's one of the kids on a leave of absence. Oh, my um, gosh. And, um, oh, my listen, Nachum, I think it's a tribute to the parents. I think it's a tribute to the schools that they've gone to. I think it's a tribute to our communities. I think it's a tribute to what Yeshiva University represents, and Baruch Hashem, I think we all in America have to be proud about the fact that a lot of us, a lot of our children have decided not to be armchair Zionists. At the same time, I don't think this is something that you encourage a person to do. Uh, It has to really come from their heart, and it has to come for all the right reasons. Uh, Because it it, it is is a significant risk, uh, both in peacetime, I mean, the workouts that they make these kids go through, it's extreme. I know my son just finished like a 30-kilometer hike, uh, where the last five kilometers they have to carry stretchers and they're in uh, with people on them, and they're in full uniform, which means you know their guns and all the ammunition that goes with it and everything else like that. Um, he's my son is young. He's still in what's called imum mitkadem. Uh, he's in advanced training uh, as a sharpshooter. So uh, thank God he hasn't seen. Um, he hasn't been in Gaza, but, you know, he's been in Hebron for uh, a Shabbos, um, patrolling in Hebron, which is not a walk in the park. Right. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's a special type of 
person who's willing to do that, and, and we're really proud of our son. And uh, I say that to him every time I speak to him, how proud I am. Um, and I keep the concern part uh, for for conversations <laughs> with someone like yourself. Now. <laughs> yes. Very smart strategy on your part. All right, Kenneth Brander is Vice President of University and Community Life with first-hand uh, accounts of what it's like to be a parent of somebody in the Israeli Defense Forces. And, of course, a big congratulations to those Yeshiva University students who have completed yet another successful summer in Israel with the CounterPoint program and uh, serving communities in different areas of Israel, especially in the South. Uh, they did great, as you would suspect, and they've made a lot of difference in the lives of young kids, many of them uh, uh, kids from broken homes and from very difficult family situations, and we commend them for that, Brander, uh, yes, You know, a lot of program, you, a lot of programs could, uh, uh, or, or any program could have strongly considered not sending students over or bringing them back to the United States at a time like this. I think your uh, institution handled this exactly the way it should be handled. So, thank you very thank much. Thank you, thank you, Nachum. Good speaking to you, Rabbi Kenneth Brander, JM in the AM, eight minutes before eight o'clock on this Wednesday.